Cost Camps Coaches Show, episode 32. Coaches, welcome to the Cost Camps Coaches Show. Today's guest is Coach Rob Flowers. Coach Flowers is the head coach at Daniel Boone High School. He got his coaching start in 2003 at Muhlenberg High School. He was a, a varsity assistant. He spent from there. He spent three years at Reading High. He was three three years. He was an assistant coach. Um, he spent seven years. The next seven years after that, as the head coach at Reading High School, and for the past five years, he's been the head coach at Daniel Boone High School. Coach Flowers, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Hey, Coach. Thank you for having me. Uh, I look forward to talking with you today. Uh, just about a couple of different things that we do here in our programs. And uh, I appreciate you having me. Well, the, the appreciation is all on my side, coach. I'm, I'm glad this is the, this is a day off for most people, by the way, it's not a set, it's not a weekend, but most people have off today and, and coaches taking some time off his day off to spend here with us and to, to share some ideas with us about his football program with us. He He's going to talk about kind of his programs, his total programs philosophy at Daniel Boone. And he breaks it down into a four-quarter philosophy. So, Coach, if you want to go from there, go ahead. Absolutely. So, first, I do want to touch base on it is a beautiful day outside. It is a day <laughs> off for a lot of people. So, it's, I mean, it, we're sitting at, what, almost 80 degrees a day here in April. So, that's a beautiful thing. Um, but, yeah, let, let's talk about um, some of our philosophies that we have um, with Daniel Boone football as well as when we were at Reading High um, when we were uh, – coaching there and now Daniel Boone. So I always like to start uh, with our core values. Um, our core values did not change from Reading High to Daniel Boone, as I felt like they can relate to high school students and to uh, adults in life period. Um, our core values are accountability, relationships, and respect. Uh, the most important of those to me is a relationships component. Uh, the most important of those to me is a relationships component because uh, this is ultimately what we're doing uh, from a leadership, coaching, and programmatic standpoint. Uh, when we're looking at relationships, uh, we're looking at everything family-related. When you take a family, you look at the things that happen uh, within your program or within your family. Uh, you argue, you fight, you smile, you hug, uh, you celebrate, uh, you, go through, you, feel, you go through joy moments, you go through some failure, uh, you have some success moments, you go through a lot of difficult times. Um, so you have to be able to do that um, with your players and with um, your coaches. I always like to, to look at it uh, from the coach-to-coach relationship, coach-to-player relationship, player-to-coach relationship, and player-to-player relationship. In those moments when uh, things get tough, these relationships are what make the difference uh, for what we're doing. So this is something that we're always making sure that we're making emotional uh, deposits into to make sure that our guys understand that they're loved uh, to their core, and that we're doing the best that we can for them. Uh, when we look at accountability for our program, uh, I learned this from my life coach over the last several years. And, you know, as, as we speak about this more, he makes me realize the importance of accountability is availability. <laughs> and we've taken this to a different level where, you know, I no longer um, – have like a super hard expectation of everybody to be a hundred percent in attendance to all practices, workouts, well, all workouts, practices and games. The reality is in our world right now, I just don't know if it's possible right now. 
um, because life happens. Um, dealing with the student population and the families that we have dealt with in our career, we have got to be flexible uh, with what uh, people have going on. Uh, I've been in situations where uh, students have needed to work to help provide with their family. I've been in situations where student have, students have needed to work because that is what their family needed them to do, not necessarily to provide, but it's what they needed to do to keep the business going. I've been in situations where students wanted to work. So you have to take those two different situations and you have to look at how those, those young men and those students can be accountable. So my biggest thing is I do expect 100% accountability when it comes to your communication to us. Coach Flowers, I will not make it to practice today. Or Coach Flowers, I will not make it today because I have to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, one of the biggest things that I speak on with this is um, Saturday morning practices. Uh, we don't have them anymore. We don't have Saturday morning practices anymore since 2000. I want to say since the 2014 or 15 season. Can't recall the year. But I can recall we used to do Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock in the morning. And I would always leave my house about 7.30 in the morning. And I can remember this, recall this one Saturday morning. We had just got done uh, coming from Pottsville uh, the Friday night before. And if you're not from the Pottsville area, you know every time you drive to Pottsville, it's at least 45 and some change to get to Pottsville. So early in the week, I had made this decision to uh, surprise everybody with a Saturday morning off. Um, you know, I thought we can go in and win the game. We were, we were pretty good this year. Um, or that year, uh, Pottsville didn't have a, the best record that year, but we knew that was going to be a tough game, and I thought that would be a great surprise for everybody. We ended up losing the game, so that Saturday morning, my daughter comes running down the steps, Dad, 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 uh, you're going to be late for practice. And I'm like, no, baby girl, I canceled. And ever since that morning at 7.30, she came down, that young lady sat and spoke to me until about 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, at that moment, I knew that I was missing out more with my children than I realized. So I had to be able to give some time back. So I say I have to say, this is what was happening on Saturday morning. Players wouldn't show up because they had to go watch their siblings go play football. Who am I to tell them not to go watch your sibling play football? Of course, go watch your sibling. Some players wouldn't show up because they couldn't wake up from the morning. Some players wouldn't show up because they were traveling with their families. So who am I to tell you not to go not to go watch your family? So what was happening is we got half the team there. I just get pissed off. Some of the kids would just get pissed off. We weren't winning or losing on a Saturday morning. So at that point, I was like, listen, there's no reason to keep doing this because it's not in our best interest. And then what was taking place is I was pissing my coaches off because I had an expectation of, hey, I gotta we gotta get these grades done by Saturday morning. So uh, grade them all Friday night after a long ass Friday and come back in Saturday morning so we can show the grades. We weren't being efficient enough with our time. So we stopped doing Saturday morning. So that accountability component allowed me to change some of my thought process with it, which in turn allowed my coaches to see how we have to be flexible. Then it allowed our players to have an understanding of what we mean by accountability. Yes, we want all of our guys to be at every workout and get the most around, the most beneficial the most benefits from being with our guys. But I also want guys to be able to communicate to us. You're a young man. Uh, part of your growth um, in life is being able to communicate with your peers as well as with adults. Uh, then we look at the discipline of things. To me, it's super, super discipline to walk in a room and shake a hand, to walk in a room and say hello, to walk in a room, put your phone down, and just acknowledge the people that you're walking into the room. 
So those disciplined components of life contribute towards the success of our football program because we have to do things from the most disciplined and fundamental way. Um, thinking about football related, indie. Your indie time has to be so disciplined. Like I say this, I've been saying this since I've been a coach. I'm a coach now for 19 years. I've been saying this for a very long time. When you watch guys in the NFL, in the MLB, in the NBA, in the NHL, in FIFA soccer, they have mastered the fundamentals of the game. So therefore, we have got to spend time and be disciplined with individual time. I, I read a book many years ago. Uh, one of my mentors, uh, he referenced his book to me, and it's actually a gift I give to some of my players and, and, and students that I work with, uh, called Talent is Overrated. And inside his book, they talk about deliberate practice. And part of deliberate practice is the intentionality behind things. So you got to be intentional when you're having a discipline component. And when you walk in our locker room now, walk around our guys, you're going to get a handshake or a fist pump or a hug. Uh, from our guys as a way to, you know, greet you and welcome you into our program and show you who they are as a young man. Something I learned, uh, Coach, as a, as a, sorry to interrupt you here, but something I learned, you, you talked good. about that indie period. And um, yeah. the, something I learned as a young coach is, you know, that, that can be taken for granted. You kind of like, um, you, you worry about anything you're trying to install or some things you're trying to like hone in with your entire team or one side of the ball or the other. And you kind of forget about that indie period because it's almost, I don't want to say it's boring, but it's kind of mundane to some coaches. But you talked yeah. about the discipline of it, and, and as coaches, you, we have to be disciplined because you, you do have to schedule that thing out. you got to know how much time you have in your indie period, and you got to know what you're gonna, how you're going to break it up and what drills you're going to do. And, you know, at first, when I first started coaching, I just tried to do that off the cuff and off the top of my head. And, I, you know, yeah. I, learned, I was blessed to learn from a lot of older coaches some wiser coaches that that indie period is so important and, and the way you plan it out is so important so i just wanted to oh, it's so talk about that discipline Coach, it's, it's, keep going uh, it's, it's, the, it's the most important component of what we do like but between your indie period and a tackling period those things need to happen on an everyday basis uh those are two of the non-negotiables that i have with our coordinators we got to get tackling in daily, some kind of tackle technique and fun and uh, form tackling. And we got to get Indian man on both sides of the ball because if you don't do those things, you're gonna you're gonna forget about it. Um, I have gotten the, the great privilege of running triple option for several years of my career. And when you run triple option, you truly understand the importance of that indie time, <laughs> whether it's the quarterback center right. exchange, whether it's that POA with the running back and the quarterback whether it's the footwork between the running back, the quarterback, and the slot back. So that stuff is so important. So we can take that mindset and attribute that across the board for whatever offense, whatever defense we, we want to run. And that's where we base a lot of things out. Like, I will always keep those principles as we continue to move forward. Well, with, and that's, with the option, you're always so – you're, you, People always say option teams put the ball on the ground. They fumble. Well, you got to practice handling the football. Just like, just like a basketball player would practice – shooting the basketball or a pitcher would practice pitching there's a skill involved with handling the football it, and it might be a quarterback passing the ball or a receiver catching the ball yes that has you have to practice that in a in a um almost like a one-on-one honed in setting that's separate from the what a, when a quarterback has to read a defense or a receiver has to read yes. a db to run a route the actual the handling of the football has to be honed in during that indie period 
Oh yeah, you can't you can't get enough of twirl twirl just twirl the ball in your hand. Play catch with one hand to the other hand, high and tight. Like that stuff has to happen at all times. And you know we don't for years for years we didn't let our running backs or anybody that was going to touch the ball go through any kind of speed agility without a football. For years we didn't let that happen. And I can remember I can recall the days at Reading, man. Uh, quarterback Elijah Dane, he used to get so pissed at me, man. You, know, you fumbled the ball one time, it was 25 push-ups. You fumbled it a second time, it was 50. And you fumbled it a third time, and you go run a mile, get your ass out of my face. Uh, because, yo, we cannot turn the ball over. He used to get pissed, man. And and I'll tell you what, the one year, I want to say his senior year, so it had to be 15 was his senior year. Man, we turned the ball over 11 times. Man, that's pretty impressive. Um, right. You know, you, you, you turn the ball over 11 times running triple option, and we played 12 games that year. That's impressive football, man. And, you know, everything that we were doing, uh, they understood that we got to be married to this football because if we're not married to this thing, we're going to get the brakes beat off of us because you're going to turn the ball. So, so yeah, it was, it was it was huge. That discipline is everything, man, uh, when it comes to what you're doing, you know, from your, from your mind and body and everything. Uh, then our, our last fundamental is just respect. I've always lived off of this principle. And I've coached off of this as well. Uh, you respect me, I'm going to respect you back. <laughs> you disrespect me, I'm going to disrespect you back because that's the way the world works. Now, we're not out there treating our kids like, like trash. That's not what we do. But there's a, there's a certain level of respect, man. We're going to speak to each other with respect. Uh, we're not going to demean people. Uh, we're going to demand a high level of respect for this game of football and each other as people, uh, whether you're black, white, Spanish, Asian, half and half, rich, poor, um, a high high knowledge of the game, low knowledge of the game, because the reality is in high school football, more kids need the game of football than we realize. So we always have to make this a, a, a place, a place of belonging, a place of inclusion for everybody. And that's what we're trying to get done. I was just speaking to one of my, one of our assistant coaches the other day. And uh, he said, um, I said to him, look around this way for man. I see guys, I see guys smiling. I see guys laughing. I see guys grinding. I see guys looking angry. I just see guys just feel feel like they belong, having a good old time, and that's a beautiful thing. So we always have to keep those things in the front of our mind when we're looking at uh, everything we got going on. So the so the, I, the, 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 the interrupt you there again, Coach. I'm sorry. The respect thing is very interesting to me because we we have to be the examples here as coaches because because I'm not sure. You know, you, you talk about. Um, I think, I think for the most part, people believe that respect needs to be earned, and the 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 issue is that that's I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure as humans that's how we were set up. I think it's almost like respect should be given to everybody automatically, and then they, and then you got to give them the opportunity to lose that respect. Where it's the opposite now, where we we it's almost like we're, we're going. Where we don't respect anybody until they've earned it, and and uh, but res- they're talking about respect and and leading by that example for as us as coaches and adults, I think is so important for our future. Oh man, listen, you you are an individual, and you walk through our doors. You deserve a level of yep. respect. Uh, period. And and you know I, I I'm very very big on this man because you know there's I got I've, I've grown up. Um, I've grown up as a black man my whole life. <laughs> I've grown up as a black man uh, in Burks County my whole life. Uh, I've grown up as a black man that played quarterback my whole life. 
And, you know, there's, there's been, there were certain stereotypes or certain things. And sometimes you had to gain it, gain the respect. Sometimes you had to earn respect. Sometimes it was already given there. So I highlight that because uh, it doesn't matter who you are. As you walk through our doors, you're going to be respected by us. Now, there's ways to lose your respect, as you know, coach. Like, there's ways to lose respect. Um, and, you know, that, that's a whole nother conversation, man. But when we look at uh, breaking things down from a humanistic standpoint, we got to treat people at a high level, man. And, and if we're not treating people with a high level of respect, what the hell are we doing in life? Uh, and especially young men. Like, like, we literally work with young men from age range 13 to 19 years old on a daily basis. And 13 and 19 is very, very different. Yep. Yeah, you're right <laughs> so we have to keep that in the front of our brains in order to, in order to make this um, the most successful situation for each individual athlete that we have. And that's what we try to get done. So going back to, yeah, that's a great point about respect, coach. That's so important. Um, Going back to you, what you said about letting guys kind of, I don't want to be, I don't want to call it lenient, but kind of letting them, you know, they have to work. They have to watch your brother and sister or whatever it is. I, as I'm doing these interviews, there are so many, that's very common now. It's, and you know, when we were growing up and playing football, that wasn't the, that wasn't the case. You had to be at everything. And, yep. and it's just something that's kind of like, I don't know. I don't think it's, I'm not surprised by it, but it, I think I'm, an, I guess I'm encouraged by it that coaches are, are, they're realizing that, that, you know, kids are people and, and it's part of the growing up process. It's part of them becoming an adult and we're making sure that, that something, I mean, you know, when you break it down, football can kind of be like a, I don't know, can take a backseat to real life sometimes. We're, we're just dealing with a game. So I think you, I think the coaches that are doing that, like yourself, I think that's a great thing to let these let the kids kind of, you know, do their jobs, be be a brother and a sister, and help out their parents, whatever it is. I think that's awesome. Listen, coach, and, and the reality is, since my since my oldest daughter was um, a high school athlete, she played soccer uh, and did track at Y missing. Guess what, Coach Flowers did. Uh, Coach Flowers definitely missed at least one practice right, a year right. to go catch one of her four o'clock games because I right. would miss them. I'd catch all the night games, but I wouldn't miss one practice a year to catch a four o'clock game. And you know what? I don't regret that at all. Um, if you put, and you know, getting into the total program of the conversation, if you put systems in place and allow and empower coaches and people to do uh, their jobs and, and speak to everybody about what needs to get done, you know, you can do those things. And I don't regret it for one minute, man, because, you know, that that's important. I can't get that time back with my children. And these young men can't get their time back as siblings. And then I think what that does then is it creates that relationship. And it's like, damn, you know what? If I'm just honest with what I'm doing, coach may, coach may agree or disagree, but he, he's going to understand. <laughs> right. And coach may or may not say I can do it, but he's going to understand. Now, Guys aren't up here missing games and missing three practices in a week. Like guys understand that. And They're I, not abusing and for it. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, families get that component of what it is that we're trying to get yep. done. But yo, know, let's just let's just keep our communication open and come up with a understanding that we can do this to work together and work together because we're trying to make sure that these young men have a great experience. And like you said, coach, uh, football. And I love football. I've loved football my whole life. I will always and continue to love football. Football is secondary to what these young men got going on and what we got going on. It it really is. Uh, And I can say that as a person where football literally took me to college 
<laughs> literally got me a degree, literally got me different jobs just because of the connections that I made and the responsibilities that I had and the accountability I had to have to self. Um, so it, it truly, truly got me to that point of understanding what it was to be responsible. The uh, so, yeah, don't, you don't, don't, Taking it full circle, what you said at the beginning about it, it not only – Allowing them to be to be uh, to be somebody outside of football is important, and um, and what you're saying there about how you know allowing them to be part of your team because football you know it creates something better for them in their life, whether it's a connection to a job or whatever it is. But yep. when when it comes to winning football games, then just to, just to bring this thing full circle, what you said at the beginning, it helps to make that relationship better between player and coach when you're understanding of them. And they, 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 uh, you know, they, they appreciate that. So it's going to, you know, when you have a conflict, you know, you know, it's going to hit the fan at some point during the season with any particular player. Everybody's going to go through it as a player. You're going to, you're going to have Absolutely. your, you're going to bump heads with everybody on your team at some point, but that's it's not going to be as bad if you build up that relationship by can't, by giving a little bit to that player. And they appreciate that. They do. And I just, like we got our end of the year banquet sometime in February. And I just said, man, if, and we, have, we graduate 19 seniors this year. And one of the comments I said is, if, if you and I did not have a get-in-your-face moment <laughs> where we were nose-to-nose, you missed out on an opportunity. And we did. I had one of those moments with every single one of my 19 seniors in their four years. Because you know, I truly do love you and care for you. And I just believe in consistent, genuine, tough love. Like, I believe in that consistent, genuine, tough love. And that's part of the relationship we can build where I can get in your ass in one moment. And then the next moment I'm giving you a hug and we're smiling and it's okay. Conflicts. And, you know, it's, it's what I was going to start. Conflicts can kind of can, you know, it's going to break the relationship for a very temporary time period, yeah. but it's going to, but then once that time period's over and the conflict gets resolved, it's going to strengthen that, that relationship now is going to be strengthened tenfold. It's going to be a bond that's going to be tough to break now. Tenfold, coach, like yeah. for sure. It's like listen, like like you and I, I would never I would never have a conversation with you that way I would have with one of my coaches. Right. Like the the, the relationship isn't there. There's yeah. a respect factor yeah. there, but the relationship isn't there. So then I would never have a conversation with one of your players the way I would have with one of my players. Right. The relationship isn't there. Yeah. The respect is there because they're a person, but the relationship there is just different. Like I will, I will, and I, t- I tell my players' families this: I will get in their ass and call your your mother, father, aunt, uncle, grandparent, and tell them that I got in your ass. But it's just because I love you, and they're gonna say, "All right, coach, thanks for letting me know." <laughs> he he must have deserved it, and nine times out of ten, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and you know, it's it's uh, it's important. So like like those core those core values, coach, then lead to how we break everything down. Like, and you know, do I still have time to talk about our, our four quarters as I like to look at it? Okay. Do I, I was saying, do I still have time to do yep, so? Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. So we we break it down to four quarters. So we take all those core values. They lead to how we handle our systems, and our four quarters. Our first quarter is obviously the off season, and our off season, what we like to call the off season. It runs from January to the beginning of May. Okay. And we don't do anything in December because at the end of our season, uh, we spend time meeting with every player individually, every coach individually, uh, doing equipment inventory, and just getting guys an opportunity to go away. I am a firm believer that guys 
need some time apart and I need a break as well too. Like I legit do need one in December because once we start back up in January, we don't stop. So our first quarter goes from January to um, May. So in January, we come back and we're just in the weight room. We're in the weight room uh, three day, uh, four days a week with our strength coach, uh, Coach Kyle Myers. Kyle Myers fit. He does a phenomenal job with our guys. And uh, we're Monday through Thursday. And then in February, we'll start to do some skills and drills. Mondays and Wednesdays is 15 minutes of skills and drills after the workout. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays is 15 minutes of skills and drills uh, defensively after the workout. Um, and then Thursdays in February, we add yoga. So we do yoga once a week uh, starting in February. So we'll keep this schedule um, up until till May. And then the first week, uh, second week of May, uh, we'll, we'll hand out equipment. And then we'll transition into what we call our second quarter, which would be spring ball. And our spring ball, we usually have 12 sessions. We'll go from, uh, it's usually around that time from the May 14th, 15th, whatever it may be, whenever the, regular season of spring sports ends unless we have an abundance of guys that are playing a spring sport and they made postseason. So we'll do that. And we take a college approach to it, an old school college approach, I guess you could say. Our, mon- our one- Monday of the first week, we'll just be in the classroom and we will install and review everything we're going to do on Tuesday. And then Tuesday, we'll go out in the field. So we'll do we'll go classroom again Wednesday on the field Thursday, and then that first we're well, off Fridays. I just don't believe in doing too much on Fridays other than playing games, and then that Saturday we, we always try to schedule a seven on seven. Uh, we're actually trying to schedule one now, so anybody interested, please please let me know uh, for that first Saturday uh, for our spring ball, and then we'll do spring ball for three weeks up until um, when the school year is in. So that's second quarter, and then the third quarter for us is our summer workouts. And we'll go Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Uh, we'll go 8 to 9 in the weight room. And then we'll be 9.15 to 10.30 on the field. Uh, Monday, Wednesday will be an offensive day on the field with speed, agility, and conditioning. Tuesday and Thursday will be a defensive day with speed, agility, and conditioning on the field. And we obviously have different conditioning for each day because we'll, we'll build our conditioning to do our conditioning test during our heat week. Uh, so that's how we – that's how we uh, uh, program that out and it's been pretty good for us over the years doing it like that so the heat week in the first year was kind of like why the hell we got to do this we do this all summer now we just look at it from a conditioning standpoint right. and you know we actually enjoy it a little bit because it gives us an opportunity to just get ahead of some of yeah. the things yeah so we'll do that all summer long and you know we don't do too many seven on sevens uh we like to focus on us we used to do a whole lot i found it was giving us a false hope either way on the negative end or the positive end um, so we'll make sure that we're spending some time uh, doing those things. So we'll, we'll always do a Wilson 7-on-7. Seven seven. We'll always get down to either Cedar Crest or Mannheim Township for a Monday evening. Uh, we'll always try to uh, host one, and then we'll always try to go to one. So that gives us five, and then we go to Team Kevin Millersville with, Millersville with Coach Catafio in July. So that's our third quarter. Uh, and then our fourth, and like I said, um, in our summer workouts, if we're not out by 1030, that means the guys pissed me off. So that means we're there longer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I want them out. Uh, I want them out so they can go enjoy their day. And I tell the guys, if you got a job, start at 11. And the guys are pretty good with this. Yeah. That's start good. your job at 11. Um, you know, you can shower up. You get enough time to get there. Nobody's working 45 minutes away. So it gives you an opportunity to shower up and go from there. And, you know, we get our guys meals 
all 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 season long, spring ball long. Our calf does an excellent job of providing that to us. Um, so then, once we get down to third quarter, fourth quarter starts with heat week, and that's the season time, man. And that's where you got to go hard. Um, and in season, man, we uh, obviously we, we well not obviously, but we do two a days. Uh, we bring our guys in at 7.45 in the morning, I believe it is. And then we dismiss our guys by 4.45. And I'm usually dismissing our coaches by 5.15. And we'll start back up the next day. Okay. And in the course of that day, uh, we're 7.45 on the field to about 10. And then we are, I guess it's 11 to 12 lunch, I guess it is. And then 12.45 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon and then we are three to about 4:45. well three to 4 30 uh we'll go weight room and film review or scheme review so we'll split we'll go bigs and skills we'll split that in half and then we end with a team meeting every day at 4 30 okay and then the guys are out by 4:45. that's what our camp looks like and no that's a that's a big change for us from when we were at Reading because we were there all day long Right. Uh, just, you know, just different needs for our players and our program and different things like that. Uh, so it was pretty good for us. And then, yeah, and, and, you know, since you were talking about what we did last year, how we were able to um, change some things around this past year, I changed some things around a lot with our schedule this year. In terms um, of, like, the every every quarter or just one certain section? Well, of the in, terms of our, in terms of our fourth quarter and in-season practice okay. schedule. So we had a very veteran team this year. And I feel like, and I'm sure I can, I'm speaking for a lot of coaches throughout uh, the state, we do everything all year long. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we were really doing a lot all year long. So I said, okay. Um, and, again, I had to ask my offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams guy, how much time they wanted. And we got to an understanding of, you know, 35, 35, and 10 to 15. So on Tuesdays and Wednesdays are – offensive coach and our defensive coach were getting 35 minutes a day because uh, we always do offense and defense on every day. Right. We've always okay. done that for okay. years. So Tuesday and Thursday, they're getting 35 and 35 and our special teams guy would get 10 to 15. Uh, and then we have some different, you know, our conditioning stuff in there. So that got us off the field a little earlier. Uh, we were very deliberate and intentional about what we were doing on the field. So we were very efficient with our time this past year. Mondays, all we did on the field, because it's typically a JV day. Right. Um, we, I would, I would condition the guys at 2:45 to about 3:15, because it gave our guys time to get there from school, from work, whatever it may be. And then I would send them to our offensive and defensive coaches. This is typically the varsity guys, and they take 3:30 to about 4:30 to watch film. Offensively, defensively, they they watch Friday night. And then we would get into what's happening for this week coming up. Um, and then they would do uh, yoga from 4.45 to 5.30. That was every Monday. Tuesdays, um, I, our defensive coaches would watch film after practice. And then our offensive, our defensive, there would be a defensive film day. So our defensive coach would watch film with the players on defense. Then we'd have a quick little team meeting. And then Wednesday, our offensive coach would watch film with the offensive guys. Then we'd have a quick meeting. And then Thursday, we'd have a quick meeting before practice because on the field Thursdays, we were only on the field, I would say, 3 o'clock until about 4.15. Okay. So we'd go 3 to about 3.35, 3.45 with the 
a quick review. I don't like to call it walkthrough because a couple of years back, a kid said to me, coach, you said it was a walkthrough. That's why I'm walking. <laughs> I said, you got it, dude. Never be called a walkthrough again. Um, and then we'll do some mobility with our strength, our strength coach uh, from 345 to 415. So the guys are out at about 430 on Thursdays, which I think is great too. Um, it allows everybody just to get a, a break from the week and get ready to go on Fridays. So when you guys watch film after practice on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, are you are you watching practice film? Or are you watching, is it like more scouting report stuff? We're watching more scouting report. Okay. If we're ever blessed enough to get enough practice film, we will. Now, we just got that new uh, huddle piece uh, that they got indoors last year. I forget what it's called. Huddle, huddle focus. focus. Yeah. Yes, I think that's what it's called. So we'll be watching more practice film okay. this year now that, now that that's working. Okay. So that's going to be a good thing for us. So you said Tuesday and Wednesday. You're, each of those days, you're getting 35 minutes of both sides of the ball. Am I? Am oh, I both right sides of the ball. Correct. So are you yeah. are you splitting that up then? Like you have an individual period and then a team oh, period yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, and there's we'll 35 go, we'll minutes. Indie, yeah, we'll go indie group team, whatever it may be. It could be, it can be uh, three. I, I like to do five uh, five minute periods. Okay. So you can get three three pairs of indie and still get 15 minutes. Uh, because right. I don't, I, I, when I do our practice schedule, I only put a one-minute transition to the next drill. Uh, I, I, I'm a firm believer it's your position coach's job to water you down. Right. I will not schedule water breaks. I will do that during camp week because I can block out a five-minute time frame for it. But other than that, I'm not scheduling water breaks. We're not time for that. What you're Unless doing? You want to be on practice. Yeah, that's a little different than most. I would say most programs, you know, they're they're dedicating Tuesday to one side of the ball, then Wednesday's the other side of the ball, and then and then Thursday is a, oh, yeah. like a like you said a, yeah. a quote unquote walkthrough. All right, that's different. yeah. So I stopped doing that just because uh, years ago we felt like our guys, and this is this is truthful for kids, man. Uh, we felt like our guys just weren't. So let's take for example, if you uh, go through some plays on Tuesday, and this is just what we do. You go through some plays on Tuesday, and they don't look good from the offense perspective. The next time you're doing that is Thursday right. at, the, at the quick review. Point. It just good wasn't point. enough for us. And it's a, it it's a big break, too. Like I know it's only big one break. day, but that, that is a long break, especially if it's offense and, and you need to practice those skills. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a that's Remember, a we're break. coming from that triple option yep. mindset. Yep. So the more we can do those things, the better it's going to be for us. Right, right. And well, we're not blessed to have – I'm not blessed to have – a position coach for each side of the ball. Okay. And 70 and 80 players. Like we don't have that. So we got guys that will go both ways. So now with cutting down what each coach can get on both sides of the ball is that understand that we have guys that go both ways. Mm -hmm. So we have to teach lessons more. Um, one of my college coaches, keep it simple, stupid. I, yeah. I always remember him saying that forever. And you know, that that's very important to keep in mind. So will you go like when when you're doing your Tuesdays and Wednesdays? Will it be like indie and then a team and then flip the sides and go another Indian team, or you kind of do indie one side of the ball and then indie the other side and then go to a team like on defense and then go to team offense or something like that? You know what, well, coach? We we've been through it all. We'll just okay. we'll do whatever our coaches want to do. Interesting. Um, whatever our coaches want to do and feel like it could be beneficial. Okay. Sometimes if we uh, we've had teams we felt like. They couldn't flip over to the other side of the ball. Yeah. If they were playing both ways, so we would go NDO, then NDD, yeah, okay. and then Group O, and then Group D, and then Team O, Team right. D. Or we would just get it all done. Sometimes, uh, again, it's high school football. And I don't know how many coaches deal with this, but I, I'm okay with it. I have coaches that can get there at four o'clock, yep. four thirty. Yep. 
and it's it's let's just say it's the defensive guys. Well, we got to go offense first now to right. make sure that we can make get all that stuff in. I don't want to do NDD, and I don't have all my indie defensive coach, all my defensive coaches there. So we'll do again. It goes back to my accountability. In this one, we're going to do what the needs of our program are on a year-to-year basis. Well, Coach, I'm gonna for those that before we were talking here, Coach uh, told me where he was going. It's a, it, it is a beautiful. It's like the first beautiful day we've had here in the spring, and he's <laughs> on his way down to pick up one of his former players from college to come home for Easter break. So, I mean, that we talked and we talked about coaches' hours. He's still on coaches' hours now, he's, or he's outside of coaches' <laughs> hours, still coaching. So, so I appreciate you coming on here, Coach. This is this was really good. You had some really good stuff to share with everyone, but um, I'm I'm gonna let you go here. And um, oh, good, Coach. At, at some point, I don't know when, maybe maybe next year around this, whatever, we can get you back on here, talk again. This is this was awesome, man. I'd love to. I thank you for having me on, Coach. Man, have a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, weekend. And uh, this is this is real awesome and dope what you're doing. So keep keep at it. Appreciate it, Coach. Talk to you later, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.